Hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Diabetes in the Raw. We're a bit we're a bit lucky. We've got a guest returning for a second episode. So Martine Hotlips is back. And if you haven't listened to her first episode with us, it was back in August. Can you believe that, Marty? Wow, no, not at all. That's crazy. August 2022, I looked at it, episode five. So go back, have a listen if you want to. But otherwise, we'll give you a bit of background on her in this episode and we're going to see what's happened. So adulthood type 1 diabetes diagnosis and yes. um, we're just going to crack on. We're, we're both a bit loose. It's 8.30 on a Tuesday night after a very long day. <laughs> of being mums and running empires and have type 1 diabetes. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to crack on. And can you remember when you were diagnosed? I guess it's not a date you forget. Well, you know, it, it's funny you should say that because it, I, I always remember it's a, exactly a month after my birthday, so 12th mm, of June. June. Anyone that wants to send me gifts, feel free. <laughs> um, but when it was the 12th of May, um, just the other day, I was like, oh, my God, 10 months. Like, are you, like, fair income serious? Like, it's that nearly your anniversary. It's nearly my anniversary, And it's funny that you mentioned about the podcast because I actually – I myself did go back and listen to our podcast only a couple of days ago. Yeah. And listening to myself then that I, I was only like five weeks diagnosed and wow. How now, did you? Yeah. Yeah, it was it was quite interesting. It was raw. Yeah. You know, and it was is how how you felt, but um it just makes you realise how far you've come. You know, and how much there there is to to keep going, and and the people that need the support around it is just mind blowing. So you know what? Here we go. Like here we go. Yeah. And we were saying just before we started recording, it doesn't matter if it hits one person, ten people, a hundred people, a thousand people. We're here to help one person, aren't we? You know, like we hope it helps more, but yeah. And and the main thing is, you know what? It helps us too. It because does. Just to have someone to talk about it, and for someone to go, yeah, I I really get that, and I understand that. It's um, it's nice. And look, I have to say to you as well that over these last ten months, the amount of times that I've called on you for something that I'm totally stressed out about, my levels are really high. I'm feeling like this, and you know what? You got me through. So, you know, like I just have to say thank you so much and please you keep doing what you do. I can't give this up, mate. This is, I feel like, as you say, it's like you've got to take the good from something. And when I was diagnosed over 25 years ago now, who would have known that this is where I would end up? But it's it's led me down this path. And, you know, now I flick you messages going, absolute crappy day. And then you're like, yep, i you know, you know what to do because this is your job and you've lived this for so long, but you still get crappy days and 100%. It's nice to share it with you too and get that support. So, yeah. And, and look, I, some days you don't think about it. Other days you just, you're in a robot mode where it just all happens. And then other days it just hits you. And it's, um, I, I was having a bit of a lull there for a little while. And I was mm. like, why isn't anyone asking? Why isn't my family members asking me about my diabetes? You know, because I didn't talk about it, but I was struggling. Yeah. And I left it and I left it. And and then just recently I had a chat with my partner and I was like, no, you, 
trying to be real and go, you know, like I'm trying to tell you how I'm feeling. Like nobody asked how my diabetes is going and, you know, and, and he looked at me and he goes, look, I'm really sorry. He goes, but you have to see it from our point of view. He goes, myself and the kids, he goes, you don't see your face and your body language. He said, we, we look at you and we know that you are struggling. It affects you. You can tell by your 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 body, your face, and he said, you know, sometimes you're not really approachable. <laughs> that was sorry, yeah, I totally understand. Bulb, it was a light bulb moment for me, thinking that, you know, here again, I think it was my ego that kind of kicked in and went, oh, nobody's really checking on me, and you know, like, don't they know I've got diabetes and I inject? Well, you know, it that communication around. We, we're seeing and, and we we see what it does to you and it breaks our heart. It, it makes a difference. But, you know, you know, being married and that I'm the same, it's kind of like had a bad low today and bad can mean a lot of things and I'm not talking about, oh, hit the ones or the twos or numbers, it's just that hangover effect for hours on end and your brain fog where you can't function and you can't find your words and you know you're not functioning where you should be at work and that hangover effect with the headache and trying to get the kids to bed and, you know, like just just trying to explain that look on your face is a lot, yeah. whole lot of emotional and physical pain sometimes. So still okay to want people to ask. But they, look, talking from experience, they kind of just stop because it's what you do every day and yeah. they think you get used to it and that it gets easier. But we're here to tell you it's still crappy and you can still ask us how we are and, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? Correct. That's exactly right. And but that's all just around communication. It is. So that's why I'm not saying, my strong point. <laughs> like like us talking about it and people listening, they would be thinking the exact same thing. Hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like it's just it. It is how it is. But yeah, it, that was a bit of a, a you know, my, you know, you step back and you just go, well, Martin, you do just have to do, you know, that's the thing. You, You've, yeah. you've got to look after yourself because no one else is going to, unfortunately, yeah. you know, like, and just take it in your stride and just keep going. And I hope you don't mind me saying I can edit anything out, but I'm sure you won't mind. But there's been a few things that, you know, you wouldn't talk to just anyone about with diabetes. It has their, like, things in the bedroom and stuff and we're kind of, like, sending funny memes and going, yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, And you know what? Like, I'm not afraid to, to talk about it at all because – it's real. Like I have messaged you many times and gone, <laughs> you know, there's nothing better than finally being alone with your partner and all of a sudden your sensor's going beep, 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 beep. And you know what? You might push that sensor out three times, but in the end you're like, I've got to have a glucose too. <laughs> but that's being real. Like Hope for is, all, that, yeah. You know, like that's just if you don't smile about it, you know what? You're going to get upset. So you know what? Uh, like it because it's real. Yeah, yeah. And I feel for people in the dating scene and that going through is because I know it was an absolute nightmare. So I'm, you know, we're in stable relationships and that now and we can share all that. But I think we should maybe, I'm a bit shy about all this stuff, but down the track I'd love to do a a bit more of a focus on, uh, you know, the intimacy relationship side of stuff. And today, yeah. You know what, yeah. just sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I was about to say, yeah, it, it really does. And can I just make a point by saying I can't understand or I couldn't really understand why I'd, I'd kind of tuned out a little bit and I'd just become a little bit in my in 
inwards and the other day I was thinking about it and my partner come up and he touched my arm and he touched my sensor. Yeah. He went over my sensor and that just made me feel, it didn't make me feel good. Yeah. You know, and I thought, oh, my God, he's just felt my sensor. Yeah, yeah. And that whole that whole mood just just cuts it there and then and it's just, you know, or if they go to touch your, your tummy, put put their arm around and touch your tummy, it's like, oh, man, I've got the worst bruise. In your head, like, oh, my God, I injected in there. I've got the worst bruise from three days ago and I just get a little bit funny yeah. about that. I don't, yeah. yeah, and I wear so my sensors and pump sites and that in my backside and, you know, it's just it's it can stick out in your jeans and yeah, it's just if just not not always something that makes you feel good or no, um, no, you know what, correct, correct. Yeah. But you know what, like definitely let's have a you know, like we'll have a chat about all that stuff another time. So I think that's really interesting and, and yeah. it's normal. Like yeah, it very, very that. normal and just not yeah. not really talked about. I know in diabetes clinics we don't talk about it enough and I imagine that the teenagers probably don't want to, but they might want to listen to a podcast of two two old farts we're not that old people but hey, 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 take it easy we're not that old mate we're hot all right we're, we've got wisdom <laughs> we do have wisdom to share <laughs> hey so jumping back to you know how you said you messaged me and that about being high and not knowing what to do so yeah, yeah me working in pediatrics for many 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 years and um adulthood as well but more peds I guess I was talking last episode about how we cover so many different topics and before you leave hospital you know what to do in certain situations Whereas you were in, was it one night you were stayed in hospital? Uh, I'd found out, I think it was like 7 o'clock in the morning that I had type 1 diabetes. Yeah. And then I was out of there by 12 o'clock. <laughs> okay. So even. With, even... A, with a sit down with someone for like two and a half, maybe three hours trying to explain everything to me and I'm. Yeah, a bit overwhelmed. So yeah. It was literally survival skills. This is how you test your level. This is how you do insulin. But nothing around carb counting which we often do at diagnosis for pediatrics and nothing around what to do if you're high and all of that so I guess give us a rundown of what the last what so the 10 months has kind of looked like for you look it's been a little bit all over the shot but once I I think I spoke to you at five weeks so there was a little while there were where they were I was having too much insulin they, yeah. they had given they had sent me high only after being diagnosed for <laughs> four or five hours they'd sent me home with the amount of insulin rapid insulin and long lasting that I should be having at every meal now to give you a bit of an idea I think it was um, four four for breakfast six for lunch and six for dinner and maybe 12 on the long lasting and that made me really really have terrible hypos and mm. As it sits now, I'm on one unit for breakfast. Crazy. And if I have lunch, I have two units. And if I have a really big dinner, I have three units for dinner. Wow. And my long lasting is now down to eight units. Yeah, so, so it sounds have- like you're in that honeymoon period, as we call it, where your pancreas is producing some insulin again. Eventually yeah. you're going to end up on higher doses. But that's a horrible way to start off with so many hypos because – it's probably one of the scariest parts of type 1 diabetes for most people, I reckon. Yeah, that, that feeling that just comes over your body that you just you just can't explain it. You might feel it in your shins first or your knees go, but you feel it. And, 
yeah, it, it's not nice. So, and and also too, thank you for the sensor as well. Like the the sensor, it helps you. It keeps you out of a hypo. It's not always accurate, but you know what? When your day could just be going so smoothly, and you you get that beep on your on your on your phone or on your watch, you know, you pull up the reins and you go woo 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 woo. Yeah. Okay, we're dropping. Yeah. All right, let's let's do something about it. And yeah. um, a presto changeo, you know, like keep going for the rest of the day. So you're on the Libra 2 sensor, aren't you? That's correct, yes. Yeah, yeah. so that's a game changer. How many finger pricks do you do these days being on the Libra? Do you have to do many? Um, I still probably do maybe six a week. Yeah, cool. Because I like to, sometimes when my uh, the sensor goes off, I'm kind of feeling okay. So then you'll do it, and it could be out by three units, you know. Three millimoles. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly, yeah. Yeah. That's, so, and that's perfect. So hopefully you're educated on that or maybe you're just sensible and you you always trust your body over what technology is telling you. I've got a good friend called Jamie Jury who teaches me heat. So, uh, yeah, no, no, I learned that through a friend. Yeah, um, nice. But, um, yeah, that's the, the senses are, are fantastic, you know, and I also have a brother with type 1 diabetes. His name's mm. Corey. Mm-hmm. And, um uh, he's been in and out of hospital and they've given him a sensor. And, and mind you, he's had it for over 23 years. And uh, there's all this confusion around it at the moment because some of his paperwork states that he's a type 2 diabetic. Yeah. Um, when he's really type 1. So, you know, like he still finger pricks every time. I ended up giving him one of my sensors at Christmas. I'm like, you've got to try this. You know, yeah. like it's a game changer. He loved it. But when he went back to try and get, a script from the doctor they're like no it's showing up here that you're type 2 yeah okay so, so they need to do some blood tests to confirm you know which diabetes he has yeah. and he goes and I've had it for so long he goes I've always been type 1 but now yeah so you know and just watching him he actually ended up in hospital just through uh, over the years of finger pricking he ended up with like an infection in his finger yeah crazy you know like it's just yeah so you know that's that's the point of the 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 story was you know he still finger pricks yes and lots of people do lots of people do you know um and that's why I was sort of asking you because I think a lot of us who have had diabetes for a long time who didn't have sensors for so long have found it hard to trust a sensor you know like I'm on the Dexcom G6 and you don't have to finger prick at all technically but we we would always do what you do and confirm with a finger prick if you're not sure or you know just to double check if there's times you need to do a ketone check you can't do that any other way Um, so it's it's not an obsolete skill in diabetes and it's still important to have your glucose monitor with you and do all that stuff but there's plenty of people that you know, especially diagnosed in adulthood, you just don't get that exposure to what's available, how to get it. Um, I deal with a lot of pregnant women who have never worn a sensor and how important it is during pregnancy and pre-pregnancy. So if you're listening to this and you haven't tried a sensor, get in touch with your diabetes educator or your team and hopefully they can organise you a trial. But it will depend on whether you've got type 1 or 2 as to whether you're eligible in Australia via NDSS and government funding to get it for free. Yeah, but so yeah, look, yeah, game changer. And also, too, the data that we use for our free uh, Libre free, Freestyle 2 is that, you know, you scan and then you've got the opportunity to write in their finger prick was da-da-da-da-da. So yeah. all that data then goes back to them. And uh, then or- I, 
I can jump yeah. on and have a look because you've granted me access to you. I mean, we should note that I'm not your diabetes educator either. You've you've been through the public health service in your area and, you know, you've had that team as well. So I've, it's a bit tricky when you got that actually because it's like I want to leave it to them but I also want you to learn this. And yeah. um, But that's good, that's good. Should we jump to your most recent education and that and kind of how that's gone when you've been not really even knowing what carbohydrates are to where you are now, how that's yep. looked? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've just, look, I started the Daphne course probably about so maybe four months ago I went and bought myself some scales because at this stage I still had no, I'd seen a dietitian but still had no idea. It's funny, my mind works different. It takes different strategies or scenarios for me to to get it. I went and bought some scales and tried to teach myself how to carb read a little bit to understand, you know, how much. But look, that lasted a little while and I thought, I'm just going to eat what I know my insulin will do. Yeah much insulin to give myself but I've just started the Daphne course in Melbourne we've just opened up a new office listen to me I'm so doing a I'm doing a naughty Google to see what Daphne stands for because I do know but um I can't think of what the acronym oh dose adjustment for normal eating yes. so Daphne's an acronym yeah. yes so yeah and look did my first, I'm doing a five-week course every Wednesday over five weeks and it does take a little bit to wrap your head around it but the the strategies that they give you and the confidence that they give you that it'll be okay, we're going to smash it out. Yeah, it looks really interesting. I'll put the link in the show notes for people. This is, for me, this is your missing link to make your life much more flexible and hopefully a little more, I'm going to do normal um, in inverted commas because, you know, it's as close to as you can get with the flexibility of being able to dose for what you want to eat as opposed to eating the same thing because it's easier or, you know, feeling so restricted. Some days it is like that because, you know what, you don't even want to inject. But, you know, you have to, I'll do that. That's how much, that's how many units I'll need. And, and, and look, the, the, probably the nicest thing about the course is going in there and meeting, uh, it was a group of eight people. You know, I would say at range range from the age of maybe seventy five to twenty two. Yeah. So you know, and a couple of people in the course they've had diabetes for over twenty five years. Yeah. So they've never learned how to carb count. Yeah. So they're in there learning it now, and they're going to me. How long have you had it? I go, oh, you know, ten months. I go, how lucky are you? Yeah. And, and you know, I you know what I I am really lucky. Hundred percent. And but then I look at at the families that, you know, I've dealt with and I go, they learn it in the first week or two. And so I look at you and I go 10 months without it and that's huge. But, yeah, I've got a neighbour probably in his 70s who did it um, a couple of months ago. He mentioned how he did it. So there's still plenty of adults out there, which is why we wanted you to come on and share your story and we're so grateful because the missing links can be the difference between quality of life you know like between being able to go to the party and enjoy yourself and not and you know I know you've done some travel and it's just hard when you don't have all that information that you need but I have this belief in myself now that everything's going to be okay yeah keep myself keep myself out of a hypo just check always check yeah you know what if you do go a little bit high it's okay Mm. It's, you know what, yeah. like if you see that orange on your scanner or you even see it go like like yellow and then the darker orange, it's okay. Yeah. Don't 
don't stress out about it because I spent so long beating myself up about it. Oh, my God, what have I eaten? What, you know, what did that food do? And at the end of the day, a lot of it was actually caused through stress as well. Exactly. Of my hormones too. Like just going, are you serious? Yeah. How can it be like that? So now I'm more like a little bit chilled with it. I really, it's like. It's okay, Martine, because Jamie taught you that, you know, how to do a correction if you ever got really high. That's okay. Yeah, and you're confident doing that yourself now, aren't you, as well? Oh, like... Not a hesitation. Yeah, you know? awesome. And some days I can, you know, 98% of the time I'm really good and I look after myself, but some days, like everyone, I go, oh, to hell with everything. I'm just eating this, this, and this. And you know what? I'll... I'll, I'll bolster for it, you know, like I'm not sure if that's a proper term for it, but I'll Let's give myself enough insulin. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make sure we're, that we're right. So having that confidence actually brings everything down and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, and that's where the knowledge brings the confidence because, you know, how can you give a correction if you've never been told how it works or roughly what dose you might need? And that that's going to change. That's going to change for you because, you know, obviously your pancreas is still kicking out some insulin at this point in time. And at one point you're going to be on much bigger doses and you're going to freak out and think, how could I be on one or two units then? And now I'm on 10, 15, 20 units, you know, like that could happen. So as yeah. you and I were saying before, we're both still learning. Is It's not an exact science. So many factors can impact. Correct. And and also another thing that after speaking with these wonderful people in this course and looking actually forward to going seeing them tomorrow, that you know what, my story is like a, a, a movie. Some yeah. people haven't had it quite as easy as how mine's been diagnosed and what I've been through. Yeah, the good As thing for you is you weren't super sick when you got diagnosed. Like you, you weren't in the diabetic ketoacidosis and, yeah. Yeah, and to hear those stories, you just go, wow. You You're know? a glass half full girl, which is which is great, absolutely great. And then there's me there going, I know you're so positive, but I still could have made this so much easier for you if, you know, if I had have just jumped in earlier and not trusted that you would get the education you need in the first month or two. But but where would I be without you? And, you know, just for everyone listening as well, I message Jamie all the time and tell her how much I love her and just where would I be without you randomly. She does. It's beautiful. More than, Probably more than my husband. No, my husband does yeah. it too. <laughs> but you know what? This is, it's, you know, when I say to you, keep doing what you're doing and just, Anyone that can get on board and want to just put anything in, like we all Marty, you'll, you'll be excited by this one. We've got a guest coming on in the, in the next few episodes, hopefully the next one, who's who I went to primary school with and he was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes at 18 months old and um, he's now in his early 40s. So he's going to share his experience and he said he's an open book. So if anyone's listening and has any questions for him, flick us a message on social media or email, whatever works. And I'll put all that in the show notes, but we'll get you back on. We'll get him on. We'll try and get some more, you know, guests on with different experiences. And then people who are listening will know that we're not alone. There's no perfect science. You can have all the knowledge in the world and still have crappy days, crappy weeks, crappy months. We're here for the long haul, (laughs) literally. You know what? And we're all standing behind each other, you know, going shoulders back, chin up, 
you know, it is a terrible, terrible thing, but we got this. We do have this. We do have this. Thank you so much for coming on. You need to oh, get no uh, cracking into bed before another early morning. And so your course is uh, tomorrow, yes, week tomorrow, two? Yep, week two. So tomorrow we're going to learn about or they're going to educate us on um, corrections. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the formula that they gave us in regards to carb counting, putting that to you, putting that to the test and, yeah, very exciting. It is good and you're big on your exercise and it looks like I'm just reading some of their notes. It looks like they cover that as well. So that's going to be really beneficial for you as well. So uh, we'll, we'll get you back on after you've done the full course and we'll, and we'll just see how it's changed life for you and, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for the chat. You know, you keep doing what you're doing, both you and Hayley, you know, like just. Yeah, Hayley's actually back in the UK and was going to jump on and a computer died on her. So next time we get you on, she will definitely come on. I know she's dying to meet you. <laughs> yeah, no worries. And listen, all the best and I'll be listening. So keep them coming. Thanks so much, Maddie. No worries. See you, Jury. See you, mate. Bye. Bye.